You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Dialed In National Club Golfers weekly look at the best bets on the professional tours. If you are having a gamble this week, please do so responsibly. Now to introduce, as always, NCG's former expert, he's back off his holidays, Barry Plummer. Welcome, Barry. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, big week of golf, uh, particularly on the PGA Tour with the Wyndham Championship, but not for the reasons that we might think. Obviously, we are in the business of picking winners, but for a lot of people on the PGA Tour this week, uh, there's a bit more at stake. Yeah, obviously, the, the season is slowly, well, I suppose not slowly, really. It's, we're one event away from the uh, from the playoffs starting, and this is the last chance, really, for a lot of players on the PGA Tour to secure their place in those events, that first event, the Northern Trust. Um, and there's a number of players who are on the periphery who will be looking to jump up into that um, automatic qualification for that event. Sedgefield Country Club, the venue um, for the Wyndham Championship, uh, well-known Donald Ross design, has had this tournament for a long time. I think this is the 13th year it's been there. It's been there since 2008 anyway, so someone better than me can do the maths. A well-known course for the players with some well-known challenges. Yeah, we know this is, a, as you mentioned, a really famous Donald Ross design. Um, and actually, I think this is uh, a challenge which really is going to test how strategic the players can play. Um, we know that it's quite short as a course. We know that you have to be very accurate. Um, that the grass, uh, the Bermuda grass greens are going to be difficult for players to uh, to find because they're smaller than average. Um, but also the fact that we 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 expect that those players who can navigate a short strategic course can score really well because the average score around here for a winner is around 20 under par. So uh, there's plenty of opportunities to make birdies, but length off the tee, for example, this week isn't going to be a particular advantage for anybody. Yeah, the fact that we've got um, a series of playoff events upcoming for the FedEx Cup means that uh, there are some interesting names towards the top of the leaderboard. I mean, big names all the same, but a lot of the big guns, the really big guns of golf's main tour have decided to stay at home. No surprise. Webb Simpson uh, leads the market currently. at prices between 11 and 12 to 1, followed very quickly behind by Hideki Matsuyama. So close last week. Louis Oosthuizen in great form, Patrick Reed at 22 to one. They're really the big four, and then we get into one of the form players of the last 18 months or so, and Will Zalatoris, 25 to 28 to one for Will. How, what do you make of of the field? Well, Webb Simpson is a justified favourite. He's going to be a lot of people's very quick, obvious choice uh, in this event because his record is ridiculous. Um, he loves playing here, um, and he's won. A couple of times here previously, and you know the the top tens that he that he throws in as well. Are, um, you know, it, it just shows why he should um, justifiably be favourite. But he's a little bit short for me, if I'm honest. He's not been in great form uh, recently, and I think there is um, somebody else, as you mentioned, in that 
um, top bracket, which is in much better form and, and a, a much better price. Well, let's get straight to it then. Um, 18 to 1. Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, I'm interested in your in your pick of, of Louis because I, I think um, everyone would agree that he's had a fantastic season, um, but without winning anything. So what's going to make the difference this week? Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty much on him every week at the moment just because I feel like it is coming. It's one of those where we, we know that he's had a fantastic career uh, with lots of, of honours that he's won, but he's struggled to get over the line in the States. Um, that isn't going to last for too much longer, I don't think, if he carries on playing the, the, the golf that he's been playing recently. Um, and you've only got to look at the, the fact that five top five finishes in his last nine events, um, a, a run of, of really strong finishes in major championships, two runner-ups and a third place. Um, he's one of the hottest players on the planet right now in terms of his, of his form. Um, and when you look at whether or not this course would suit Louis days, and well, it's a, a course for somebody who is accurate, precise, um, a very good golfing brain, very strategic. And for me, that just describes Louis Oosthuizen. Um, he's 11th for strokes gained tee to green in his last few events. And um, for me, I, I, I'm more confident on Louis Oosthuizen at this course than I have been on him in recent weeks. And he's been in contention for most of the last few events um, and is sort of, really been let down by his final round score each time and if he can have a, a solid final round um he's 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 going to take this this event by some margin i think do you think that the worry for punters at the price um is that he hasn't won for so long i mean i'm looking at his um results page as we speak and i don't think he's got any win um worldwide since the 2018 south african open i mean he did um, obviously uh, lose a playoff um, for the Zurich Classic um, this year and obviously he's been very, very close to winning the biggest events. But but the fact remains that um, he has been in contention consistently without getting his hands on a trophy. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were to offer me between two players, one that had won on the PGA Tour this season, but, you know, as maybe had, you know, five or six missed cuts out of the last 10 events, or a player who hasn't won since 2018, but, you know, has, has been in the top 10, um, you know, pretty much every week for the last few months. Um, I'm going to take the latter option. I think that the wins are great. And, and obviously that's exactly what we want Louis Oosthuizen to do this week. And I know what Louis Oosthuizen wants to do this week. Um, but I think there's more to form than just the wins. And, and I think following that form is a good indicator of, um, of, of hopefully finding some success. 13 top 25s on the PGA Tour in 2021 for Louis. Eight top 10s, two thirds, four seconds. He's made 18 of 19 cuts, only missed the cut once. Staggering amount of money, 6.3 million near enough, um, but still waiting for that win. But I'm sure that Louis will have plenty of supporters for the Wyndham Championship. He's your best bet. Um, we ask you also to pick an outsider, Barry. Who are you going for? Yeah, I've gone for Kevin Nahr this week. It seems um, a little bit overpriced at 45 to 1. Uh, his form of late's been um, getting better, uh, shall we say. He was a runner-up at the John Deere Classic and then very respectable 23rd place to finish last week uh, and playing some good golf. Um, he's going back to a course this week where he's played well before. He's fourth in 2017 and 10th in 2016 um, at Sedgefield. And although that was a number of years ago, you know, 
Um, I think we can draw upon the fact that he's he's playing good golf at the moment and going back to a course where he's played well before could be that spark that he needs. We know he's a winner on the PGA Tour. He knows how to get it done. Um, and his short game recently has been spectacular. He's first for strokes gained around the green, uh, 22nd for strokes gained putting in his last couple of events. So, um, you know, I know already from from looking at, at Twitter that, that Nari is a popular pick this week. Um, and I don't think you're going to get 45 to 1 on him by the time the event starts. So it might be worth getting on him as an each way bet um, as soon as. Yeah, tied 23rd last week at uh, the St. Jude. Um, some solid rounds in there um, without being overly spectacular, but uh, tied second at the John Deere Classic. And there are a lot of 60s in his scores recently. Yeah, and that's just the thing. I think he is another player who probably you could put in a, maybe not exactly the same in terms of recent form, but in a similar mould to Ustazen in that he's just very consistent. He may not always, um, you know, dazzle with um, 62s every week, but he, he knows how to, to to get round a golf course and play it strategically and play well to, to grind out a good score. And actually that's going to be important here. And we know that's important from looking at previous events. Um, I like the fact as well that obviously he's able to, at the moment, sort of not take himself too seriously. He seems to be enjoying his golf and in a good space at the moment. We saw uh, on Twitter a picture of him with Siwoo Kim um, after Siwoo Kim broke the record for the highest par three score. And I know Kevin Nahr had the highest par four score on the PGA Tour. So, um, you know, they were together and having a bit of a laugh about that. And I think it just little indicators like that show that he is, uh, you know, in a good space with his golf at the moment. And that can be really important when you're trying to win events. And we ask you also for a, a big price selection, a long shot, and you've got a player who's over 200 to one this week. Yeah, I've, I was searching right down at the bottom of the uh, of the market this week and I saw this name and I thought that that doesn't really seem to be right. Because when you look at the fact that Martin Laird is 225 to one, um, he's won on the PGA Tour this season already. He's a four-time PGA Tour winner, um, and he's a player who likes to play on courses that are short, accurate, something that he can manage. Um, so I think you're getting a lot of value at, at 225 to one, especially for an each way bet. Um, where with some bookmakers, you're getting you know eight places. Um, I'm not expecting Martin Laird to go and win this by five shots by any stretch of the imagination, but um, you know, could I see him? Uh, you know, squeaking into the places uh, in in sixth, seventh, or eighth uh, come Sunday. Absolutely, he's definitely got the the style of game to to suit Sedgefield. We know that uh, he ranks 15th for driving accuracy this season and 24th for greens in regulation this season. So his met his measures match up with what makes someone successful at Sedgefield. Um, and you know, it could be one of those that goes down very quickly on the first day with a big first round. But if Martin Lay can get himself into contention, then, you know, he's got enough experience to keep himself there. Yeah, that win came at the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open in the wraparound um, last year. Um, but uh, getting to the point that you were making, he started with 65-63 in that tournament and finished with 65-68. So it was really in charge. Uh, from pretty early on, um, was having a relatively good week at the uh, St Jude as well until the final round 77. So there is some form there. Yeah. And again, he's, he's one of those players who I think, you know, often gets overlooked because he's not, you know, he's not box office, I suppose. You wouldn't, you know, he's not a player who typically makes a lot of headlines and 
Um, he's somebody again who is some who can go and play consistent golf, has enough experience to manage a course. Um, not all courses on the PGA Tour suit Martin Laird. If if you go into a big bombs course, he, he you know he will struggle to keep up with the, the longer hitters off the tee. But uh, when you give him a course like this, he's got every chance to uh, to add to his four PGA Tour wins. Yeah, from the PGA Tour and the Wyndham Championship to the Kazoo Classic and the London Club. Um, what was formerly known, I think, Barry's the English Open, am I right? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, really, because uh, obviously it's 2002, the last time they held the English Open, when Darren Clark won, um, and they've they've not called it the English Open this time around, obviously they've called it the Kazoo Classic, but um, they're telling us that this is the, um, the revival of that event and they're bringing it back, so uh, look forward to it. Yeah, and the London Club, obviously. Uh, interesting venue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's one that I've not particularly seen too much of personally um, previously, but uh, what I do know about the course is that it's got generously wide fairways. Um, it's something that can be attacked, I suppose, by players who are a little bit longer off the tee. Um, but you do need to be quite consistent and accurate with your approach play as well, uh, because the uh, the greens are quite well protected, uh, well bunkered. Um, and there are some water hazards lying around which are going to allow you to sort of uh, weigh up the risk against the award, uh, reward when you are planning your shots and the way that you're going to manage the course. What, what do you think of the field? Bert Wiesberger currently leading the market. Andy Sullivan's shown some decent form recently. He's in behind. But I mean, Wiesberger is like the clear favourite with the odds makers, isn't he? Yeah, and I think rightly so. Again, it's like Webb Simpson, really, I suppose, and the other event. He justifies being favourite because his, you know, his form and his win ratios and everything else are above maybe the others behind him in the um, in the pack. But again, maybe a little bit too short for me. Um, he, he is actually a good price in comparison to previous PGA Tour events when he was playing against a stronger field. You're getting a very similar price on him to, to you were then. So. Um, there is some value there, but I'm I'm going to look slightly further down the markets. I think there's some players in there uh, this week who represent some good value at big prices. So let's start with your banker this week. Uh, in that vein, uh, a player who will be very well known to seasoned European tour watchers, but maybe not quite so uh, aware for those who just drop in. Tell me about Vincent Norman. Yeah, 28 to 1 for Vincent Norman this week. Um, he's on fire, really, I suppose, is the only way to describe his his recent form. You look at the fact that he's had um, four top 15 finishes in his last five starts on the European Tour and was 11th last time out. Um, he's one of the players on the European Tour who's probably in the best form at present, which is why I'm a bit surprised you're getting um, such a big price on him for this type of event, which isn't necessarily a massively strong field. Um, a fifth place finish at the BMW International Open has been his best finish so far this season. Um, and I think he'll want to improve on that this week. Again, taking advantage of the fact that he hasn't got to play against players like Victor Hovland and Louis Oosthuizen, who he did have to contend against um, at the International Open. Um, he ranks first for strokes gained tee to green and second for strokes gained off the tee. So as we mentioned, if he can take advantage from the tee, use the wide fairways, but he's also very accurate on approach. And that's going to give him plenty of opportunities to, um, you know, to to attack the golf course, I suppose. Uh, and maybe it's just the fact that he, you know, he's he's fine, he's searching for that win on the European Tour, which is why you're getting that price for him. But I think, uh, you know, he represents good value um, for one of my banker bets uh, this week. 
Didn't he make a, a really big splash at the BMW International Open this year? Yeah, so that was his, his fifth place uh, finish this year. It's his best finish of the season so far. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, the, the field there was was incredibly strong. Um, you've got players from the world top 10 um, in, in that field and, and, you know, he's contending there. So when he's playing against players this week who... Um, you know, who maybe aren't as as high up in the world rankings. I think he's going to look to take advantage uh, at this point. I think he had a hole in one and a par four. Um, listeners will be able to contradict me if I've got that incorrect, but certainly a player to keep an eye on um, this week. Uh, again, we're uh, going to go through the same as the PGA Tour. We ask you for an outsider and a long shot. So why don't you uh, give us those two picks and then we'll get into the detail. Yeah, so Sean Crocco is my outside pick this week at 66 to 1. Um, he's had a bit of an indifferent season, um, a couple of really good top 11 finishes um, thrown in amongst some some maybe more disappointing performances. But this is a track that should suit him. Um, he's got length off the tee, he's very accurate with his approach play. Um, so that should give him a bit of an advantage at, at London Golf Club. Um, the numbers match up with that. He ranks ninth for strokes gained tee to green and 13th for strokes gained off the tee. Um, this season so far. Um, so you're getting quite a big price for a player who is, um, you know, who's shown recently they can get into the top 10 of events, who has um, statistics that show that they match up with the golf course um, and quite an exciting um, young player on the European Tour who, you know, it's not inconceivable. They could grab a European Tour win um, in the near future. So at 66 to 1, I think that's quite a good price. Yeah, and, and your long shot as well. A, a, a winner on the European Tour, no less in the past. Yeah, I'm I'm actually quite surprised to see Lucas Beauregard on on a three-figure prize. He's 125 to one, and and actually he played really well in Scotland last week. Um, we know that he shot 62 in the second round, um, and you know shot himself right up to the top of the leaderboard, and was there or thereabouts all the way to towards the end. I know we had a, a disappointing final round and actually finished in 10th place, but he, he might be a bit disappointed with that because he probably deserved a little bit more. Um, that form is better than the week before and the last week's form was better than the week before that. So it shows he's improving um, and it's maybe getting back towards the sort of form that made him a two-time European Tour winner. So, you know, if he continues to improve again this week or even shows similar form to the form that he showed last week, I think that price might look a bit silly um, by this time on Sunday. Yeah, once finished just outside the top 10 in the race to Dubai rankings in 2018. And as you say, Barry, his form has steadily improved. Um, his last five starts, well, he missed three cuts, but then tied 32nd at the uh, World Invitational, followed up then with this tied 10th. Um, I mean, some interesting um stats when you look at the numbers because his, his fourth round has been the worst round um both weeks actually um 73 and 72 obviously very different tournaments very different courses but um if he can get his sunday ahead on uh, a good finish um looks in the offing yeah i suppose when you've been in a bit of a lull like Beauregard has and i know he went over to play on the pga tour for a long period of time and we were all very excited about him a couple of years ago and when you hit that dip I suppose getting back to securing and, and closing events when you are playing well might be the hardest thing to do. I suppose that with the fact that you've you put three rounds of really good stuff together, which you maybe haven't done 
so much recently is that that bit of finally getting over the line and getting maybe getting that monkey off your back is a a bit of um, something which Beauregard just needs a bit of practice with and, and hopefully he's had that over the last couple of events and he can turn that into a win this week. Yeah, um, 166 currently on the race to Dubai. Um, he's obviously a better player than that and he'll be hoping uh, this week can continue his recent improvement. So we've heard your picks there, Barry, for the Wyndham Championship and the Kazoo Classic. Um, six to choose from there. But do you have an overall banker for the week? Yeah, I, I can't. After bigging him up that much, uh, I can't not pick the Liu stays, and I don't think. I, I'm going to stick with him. I, I think I've got to stick with him until he, until he gets the win because I'm too invested at this point. Um, but he, he's just, for me, um, with, it, with a course that's uh, being played and with his recent form, um, I, I think he should probably be up there with Webb Simpson as one of the favourites for this event and, and uh, I'm hoping that he can get it done this week. Well, let's hope that this week is Louis' breakthrough week in America. Uh, thanks, as always, for your company, Barry. No worries. Thank you, Steve. See you soon. And remember, you can read uh, Barry's tips in much more detail in his weekly columns on our website, nationalclubgolfer.com. As always, if you are going to have a bet, please gamble responsibly. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Dialed In. We'll see you next week. Cheers.